You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Marnie Swedberg is our guest, international leadership mentor. You know, she has been the online mentor to over 14,000 leaders from 30 different company, countries, excuse me, with her method of training. Its acronym is B-U-S-Y, which spells busy, best unique strategies for you. Marnie's international leadership mentor joins us today to share her practical, doable success strategies to increase your productivity and delight. Marnie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Rick. Nice to be here. Do me a favor, share a little bit about you as an international leadership mentor. Yeah, so uh, what I do is I just answer questions from people who um, find me online and either they've read a book of mine or they've heard some training online or whatever. They find me online and they have specific questions that they want answers to. And either I've already provided the answer in the mentorship zone at marty.com or we get the answer for them. And the questions that are mostly time coming is, uh, questions that, well, let me, let me back up and talk about, uh, you know, the, the cycle of success is that you're progressing, progressing, progressing and then you get stuck. And what I help people do is get unstuck quickly so that they can keep progressing. And so that's kind of how, that's how I became an international mentor is I just had a lot of answers online that people ask them and get stuck. So, and then it kind of built from there. Is that how, sorry, is that how you got into it? I mean, by people asking you questions or were you, was there an intention it to actually, do this or? Not, not really. Um, I think that everybody's a mentor to someone. If someone's watching you, if you're alive, somebody's watching what you're doing. It might be your child, might be your niece or nephew, might be, a neighborhood kid or whatever, at least somebody is watching you. And then as you as you go forward in your life, when you specialize in certain areas, then people in those fields begin to watch you. And as you get better at what you're doing, people begin to ask the question, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? And that is where every book that I've written has started with the question, well, how do you do that? And I either can find a resource that's already been written out there that explains how you do it, and then I just recommend that, or else I just write it myself, and that's how I've written so many books, and that's how I became a mentor. Yeah, I see here you've written 13 how-to books. You oversee two businesses, and like me, you're a talk radio show host. So, you know, how do you manage to do all that and also find time to help guide other, you know, other business leaders with their strategies for success? Well, it's just one thing at a time, just like everybody else, uh, one thing at a time. But I do have to say, though, that as you... And I have a training that I do called the Success Principles of Olympians, Presidents, and CEOs. Because as you get busier, as you get maybe um, more in demand, your time becomes more in demand, you have more responsibility, then you have to make decisions a little differently than you did before. And so what, what I find is that, you know, I, what I teach is that saying yes to something is in effect saying no to something else. And saying no to something is, in effect, saying yes to something else. And as long as you keep that in mind, it's not that difficult to make the decisions, usually. I mean, most of them are pretty clear which ones are going to take me in the direction I need to go versus which of these, you know, choices that I have today are just going to be something to do that someone else could maybe do. So you, you know, in the open, I said you've mentored over 14,000 leaders from 30 different countries. How does that 
Tell me how that feels to be able to have that level of a positive impact. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just shocking to me because I'm I'm sitting here in the middle of the country. I mean, if you look at a map of the United States, and at the very top of the United States, in the very center of Minnesota, is there's a little hook that goes up into Canada. That's where I am. I am in the middle of nowhere. And, oh man! I, I know, right? I mean, literally in the middle of nowhere. And 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 the and people around the world are able to access what I have and what I have to share and get benefit out of it. Yeah, it blows me away. Thank God, goodness for technology, right, Marnie? Oh, I always say I would have been a terrible pioneer woman. I'm really glad I live now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, without technology, too, people around the world, how would they have found you, right? I mean, back in the day. Well, right. You know, and I and I think that the reason I, I've written so many books is because I am so grateful to the people who've written books that have helped me. Mm. Uh, when I when I read a book, I think, okay, I'm sitting down with this brain, with this person, with this life. I'm sitting down and reading for two or four hours, just as if they could just share all of that in a chronological way that makes sense to me. You know, it's just this amazing gift to have a book from someone who's gone ahead of you in whatever field you're in, they've gone ahead of you and they've figured out how to do something well. And they say, okay, for 20 bucks, you can you can have the answer. <laughs> it took me my whole life to learn. You know, it's just an amazing thing. And so whenever I'm sharing either a training or a book or something, I'm just, I'm just paying it back. I mean, I'm just saying, oh, I understand how to do this one small thing. I can share that with other people. Just make it as available as possible. Well, I believe in the power of peer learning. I think experience is the best teacher, but in business, some lessons are best learned vicariously from the experiences of others, and I agree completely with you. Why do the trial and error approach if you can buy a book or read a blog or listen to an audio CD or watch a video and learn somebody from somebody else who's already gone through it? Well, it's much cheaper and it's a lot less painful, that's for sure. Exactly. We're talking with Marnie Swedberg. She is interna- She's an international leadership mentor, having mentored over 14,000 leaders from 30 different countries. You know, I wanted to ask you about your philosophy and, and sort of how important is it for a leader to understand the functions of their subconscious mind? Well, you're either going to understand it, otherwise you're just going to have the consequences of it without understanding it. Because while it's true that the conscious mind, your conscious decisions are driving your life, it is the unconscious mind that's propelling it. So if you imagine your life to be like a train that has a 100 cars and it's going 50 miles an hour down a train track in one direction, the direction that the conductor, your conscious mind, told it to go. And then you say, hard right. Uh, the conductor says, okay, hard right. Well, the subconscious mind is going to say, if I let the conductor take me hard right, we crash and we all die. (laughs) So we're not going to do that. We're going to keep going straight forward. And even though the conscious mind says, yep, we're making this big change right now, the subconscious mind exists to retain balance. And we know that because if we slip, the arms go out to the side to, you know, balance us. If we get cold right away, um, you know, we have goosebumps to help us you know, generate some heat at the surface of our body. Our body is built, our brain is built to take care of us, to keep us balanced. And if in business, if in life, we do things that are going to imbalance us, the subconscious mind will have a problem with that 
And if you're not aware of that, you're going to wonder why you keep trying to make changes that you can't make. I'd like to follow up on that then. I, I find that fascinating, what you said, Marnie, and um, help me to understand it a little bit better because obviously you're, you have a, you have a pretty clear relationship with your conscious mind. It, it is, you know, you, you are in that conversation and you are aware of it. The subconscious mind, though, based on the examples that you gave and sort of my appreciation for it is a much more subtle and maybe less communicative part of your brain. So how do you teach or suggest or coach people to begin to have this, a similar functioning relationship with their subconscious mind that they appear to have with their conscious mind? I think the best way is to be aware of why the brain um, the brain is giving you, <laughs> the subconscious brain is giving you grief when you're trying to make a change. So you've been driving toward this direction your whole life or for however many years or whatever, and now you you decide, I'm going to make this big change. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to make this big change, whatever it is. And your subconscious mind is obedient. It, it wants to support you, but it is going to retain balance. So if this change you're going to make is going to cause you some pain or discomfort or to be you know just a little bit out of your sphere of norma- normalcy, the subconscious mind is going to keep driving for normalcy, for balance. And so to just recognize that that's happening, and I like to use the analogy of pasta. So if you think of making spaghetti for supper, you have, you know, you take out this big, humongous wad of spaghetti in your, in your fist, and you try to break that whole thing, and if you've got a couple hundred strands in your hand, it's simply not going to break. Uh, they're going to fall out all over the place, but they're not, you're not going to be able to just snap them down. But if you get the bunch of spaghetti down to about 30 50 to 30 to 50 strands you can actually break those in half now and that's the same way you have to work on these changes with your subconscious mind and i call it being kind to you you really have to choose to make smaller incremental changes on your way toward the big change you're trying to make and if you'll do that your brain can come along but if you won't do that you're just going to keep on you know having small successes and then falling right back Excellent. We're talking with Marnie Schwedberg, and she's an international leadership mentor, having mentored over 14,000 leaders in 30 different countries. We're going to take our final commercial break, and it's a short one, ladies and gentlemen. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation. I'm going to ask you, Marnie, to take us through the success ABCs of top-tier achievers that you've worked with. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Right back with Marnie after these words. Richard Franzi is a high sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. 
Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Wow. Marketing predictions are out for 2015, and marketing success is changing. Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority, contact SunUp Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today or call 877-609-3840, extension 700. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you listen to this show via iTunes, I would ask you to take a minute to write a review about our show. This is a very powerful way for you to help us grow our audience of business executives. If you would take that time, I would greatly appreciate it. And to find our show, simply type Critical Mass Radio Show and up will come it. And while you do that, you know, tell your friends. Maybe they will subscribe as well. Marty Swedberg is our guest. And, uh, Marty, I, before we get into the ABCs of top-tier achievers, I have to ask you, um, my engineer was fascinated by where you live in the continental United States, and he brought up a map of Minnesota. Are you near Lake of the Woods? Right on Lake of the Woods, yeah. Okay. Very, yeah. Yep, right so he's, he's, he hails from that general vicinity, not where you are, but much further south, uh, St. Cloud, and he was saying that... Uh, that that, that that part of the U.S. was actually not intended originally to be a part of the U.S., but somehow it was a mistake on a map, but now it is a part of the country. So you're very... Lucky me. <laughs> yeah. Did you grow up there? No, Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. so you you, you right. chose to move there. And you know what? When we moved here, I can't, I, it, we've been here for 30 years, which is amazing to me, um, and that I could like it being a big city girl because it's very small town and rural, but... Uh, when, whenever I walk out on my back porch and I would hear the seagulls, I would have this just sensation that I was vacationing. And so as I, it took me years to kind of get past the idea that I was on vacation at home and that this was really home and <laughs> this was where I got to live. And I've said that a thousand times. I can't believe I get to live here. Wow. Do you like the ice fish? Uh, I have ice fish, not my favorite thing, but it's okay. <laughs> I have some pretty good ice fishing memories. It's got to be cold where you live. It has to be cold there. Yeah, it's terribly cold. Okay, well, let's get back to business because there's people that are waiting with bated breath to understand, from your perspective, the success ABCs of top-tier achievers. Can you share that with us, please? I can, and this is a, this is a long program, so I'm going to give you the short version of it, and it's A, B, C, D, E, so if you're taking notes, A stands for assess and assign value, and that's the first thing we have to do. I'll go back through these. B is for batch, C is for calculate, C is for delegate or do it, and E is for evaluate. So the first letter, A, is for assess and assign value, and so what happens is we've got all these opportunities in our lives, and we've got all these things that have to happen, so I have to 
have a commute to work. I have to uh, do this or that or the other. And if you really assess that item and you realize that you have to do it, then you need to assign it a value. So I like uh, Gab Douglas, who's the you know, um, Olympian, who says, you know, the tough days are the best days. Okay, so she had to assign value to the painful days because she wanted to be a medalist. And so she assigned the value that the tough days are the good days. Those are the days that she really made the difference between being a winner and a loser. So when you have to do something, when you assess it and you realize you have to do it, you have to assign it a value that, again, your subconscious can embrace and appreciate. Otherwise, you'll be fighting it the whole way, and that's just not a good way to live. So if you assign it a value that actually resonates with you, and you say, yeah, this is worth it, then you're able to think creatively about it and move forward in a proactive way. Is that making sense to you, Rick? Yes, it does. Yeah. It's really important, and a lot of people miss that step. <laughs> they just gripe about all the things that's required of them in order to get to the goal that they're going for, and it's just no fun. That makes the journey no fun at all. If you if you assign value or reframe it, you might say, it, it changes everything to do that. I, I did it myself years ago with winter. Okay, so I would hate, I hated winter. I would go outside every day, <laughs> every day in the winter, which is long here. I would go outside and I would hate the winter. And I just decided one year that every time that the cold hit me in any way, I would just think of something to be thankful for. And it didn't have to be about the cold. But I realized that this was where I lived. This is where I chose to live here. And so I just chose to be thankful about something that changed everything. Within a, a year, I, w- I had a four-wheel drive vehicle, which again changed everything, but I didn't even know I needed that. And so when you make this assessment and you realize, I'm just going to assign it a different value now, instead of hating it every single time I feel it or see it or touch it or have to do it, I'm going to be thankful or I'm going to uh, assign it a value that this is good. I say this is good. And that changes your life and it changes your outcomes as well. It didn't change the weather, <laughs> well, you know, but it did change how I perceive it. I would like you to be able to say now you've uh, impacted 14,001 leaders because the tough days are the good days is something that I've written down, and that makes a lot of sense to me, and that is actually a powerful concept. So so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Okay, so B is for batch, and we know how to batch really well in our lives, Rick. We never go to the gas station and get one gallon of gas in our car. We always go and fill it up, right? Because it'd be stupid to have to go back all the time and keep getting one more gallon, one more gallon. We make batches of cookies. We we know how to batch in all kinds of ways in our lives, but then there's all these areas in our lives where we don't batch, and we do one thing at a time, like take one email at a time, let uh, let social media bing you and ding you and <laughs> distract you all day long. You know, just batch these things. Don't let them take control of your life. You assess and assign value and look at these things when you need to, and then during the other times, you actually can get some productivity done. Interesting. Okay. Word C. Okay, C is for calculate. So a lot of people just go ahead and do whatever comes across their path uh, without making a kind of a, a calculated decision about what to do. So I have a little, it's just a, it's an equation, and there's really not numbers to it, but it makes a lot of sense to my mind, and it's helped a lot of people. So here's the equation. You go results divided by investment equals priority. So all you have to do is you look at your options. Here's the things that I have to do. And and obviously, a lot of times it's really clear. You 
have to do that first. Okay, this is the equation for the things that are not so clear. So you just go results divided by investment equal priority. And if you just analyze it and calculate it out a little bit like that, it will become clear which things you need to do and which things really you should either not do at all or you should do our next step, which is D for delegate. Rick, I think that you're a lot of listeners here today have smaller businesses or they have a lot of responsibility, wearing a lot of hats, and that's kind of the person that I work with the most, is a person who's juggling a lot of balls, wearing a lot of hats. And what happens with these leaders is I hear most often, I can't afford to delegate. <laughs> I'm too busy. <laughs> okay. So here are my examples. So, Rex, for you, um, do you actually grow gardens and raise chicken and um, a couple cows and different things so that you can produce all your own food, or do you delegate some of that responsibility to a grocery store? Uh, the latter. Yeah. And how about your clothes? Do you grow your own cotton and, <laughs> and raise your own sheep so that you can, you know, make your own fabric and sew your own clothes, or do you delegate some of that to Yeah, that's delegated. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, right. And I delegate all of my mail delivery. I don't personally drive across the country and deliver my own mail. I just pay for the stamp and stick it in the mail, and there it goes. So what we find is that as a leader, we've assigned value to delegation in some ways because we grew up with it, and it's normal for us to do that. And what we have to do is expand our thinking just a little bit more and just say delegation needs to occur when my time could be better used doing something else than what I'm doing right now. And so any time that you can delegate a project, delegate a responsibility, and free you up to do a higher level responsibility, that's when you should be delegating. Any time that you're the best person to do this, and that really maybe you're the only person who should do this, then you should keep that responsibility and do it yourself. Rick, this is a huge one for leaders. I think so too. And I, you know, I was just, the first guest was talking about four decisions and priorities for business owners. And, and I find they have to have a well-run organization to allow them the time to do something that only they can do, which is to develop a strategic vision for the company. If the, that's the CEO and his or her leadership team's responsibility. So perfect. Okay. And as soon as you stop doing that, what happens is that your, your business begins to fail. Because now you're just doing you're doing the daily <laughs> the daily routines instead of the leadership, and it's really important that you stay in the leadership role. We bought a restaurant about um, I suppose 13 years ago. I had never worked in a restaurant, not as a waitress or anything at all. I had written a cookbook, so I knew some <laughs> about kitchen strategies. So I knew something about cooking and something about food, but I did not know about um, running a business. And we had this business for about three months. And my husband said to me at the time we were homeschooling as well as I was running this brand new business that I had to learn from scratch. And my husband said to me after three months, he said, so how's it going? And I said, well, we're either going to sell the business or we're going to send the children to school, one of the two. <laughs> so he said, well, neither of those things are happening, so here's what we're going to do. And so he put on his creative hat because he assessed the situation and he wanted us to have both. And so he assigned value, and he said, what we're going to do is we're going to institute a send Marnie home bonus. Because what was happening is my staff at the restaurant, anytime they were sick or in a car accident or whatever, and they couldn't fill their position, they would call me. And I would drop everything I was doing and run over and cover their shift. So I was spending a lot of time on the floor making food, 
uh, serving customers when that was not what I was intending to do that day with those hours because I didn't have any other way to think about it. What he did is he just instituted this bonus plan where they could get up to 6% of their monthly payroll in a bonus if they would keep me from making food, hmm. <laughs> if they would send me home. <laughs> it was amazing what happened. Just by reassigning value there, what happened is they became a team. They really became a team, and mm-hmm. they decided that they were going to cover for each other, and they were going to stay longer, or they were going to come early. They were going to make this happen so that Marnie could not be on the floor and they could get their bonus. Oh, that's excellent. So I just encourage you as a leader, there are ways to think about this. There are ways to do this. Great. I'm against the clock, Marnie, and I apologize for that. I had much more to ask you about. I didn't even get to ask you about your best unique strategies for you. If someone wants to learn about that, or maybe go deeper on your ABCDE system. H- how do they find you online, Marnie? Super easy. Just over at Marnie.com, M-A-R-N-I-E.com. And everything's there online. It's just a, it's an online mentorship program where once you're in, you just get access to everything anytime you have time. And so it's really easy. This has been delightful, frankly. I've, fr- I've truly enjoyed the time we've had to spend with you. Uh, I consider you a friend, even though we haven't met one uh, another. And you are definitely a part of our critical mass business community. Thank you, Marnie. Uh, thank you for having me, and you guys all have a great rest of the day. This show is brought to you by our valued advertisers, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and we support a variety of Orange County nonprofits. Our engineer for today's show was Paul Roberts. Joan Park is our producer, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about my business, Critical Mass for Business, look me up, criticalmassforbusiness.com, criticalmassforbusiness.com. Maybe you want to advertise on the radio show or suggest a future guest, or maybe you know a CEO who would benefit or business owner who would benefit from being in our peer group. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.